Welcome to episode number six of the Film School for Marketers podcast. I am Mariah with our lovely co-host, Zach, and it's his birthday. Just got to put that out there. Happy birthday, Zach. Thank you. Danke schön. How are you feeling today? Renewed? I feel younger. pretty much the same as I did yesterday, <laughs> but it's a nice day here in Charlotte, so I'll just celebrate that. There you go. So today we have some pretty fun things to talk about, as we always do. Uh, but I wanted to start it out by talking about something that happened in the past week, and that is that Vidyard launched their uh, Go Video app for iPhones, not for Android. Sorry, guys out there. But if you have an iPhone and you use Go Video, this is definitely something to check out. It's really awesome. Um, for people who are constantly on the road, they're not in front of their computers. This is great. Now you have no excuse to not record videos because you get back to your desk at the end of the day and have a ton of follow-up to do and just don't have time. So check it out. And it's great if you want to change up the scenery. Like, I don't know, Zach, I've talked to you a little bit about this and other people. After a while, it might get kind of boring just seeing me sitting behind this in front of this white wall or at my desk. And I know that a couple of people from our team do this and I want to do it more. You know, get out there with some fun different backgrounds, especially if you're in sales, and have fun with it. You know, that's how you're going to stand out and get people um, interested. So, really exciting news and update from Vidyard. Especially if you're a salesperson who is traveling like a, like a, I don't say a door to door, but people who go out and they do in-home estimates yeah. or, uh, you know, a lot of insurance companies will send their insurance agents out to check out vehicles and things like that. You know, you're not going to have an opportunity to get back to your office and maybe want to send a one-to-one -one video. So having this in the, in the palm of your hands to record in your car or whatever, and just thank people for their time or for the appointment or just, it just makes things easier. That's what this whole one-to-one -one video thing is about is making it really easy to have this personal touch and to build relationships. So I commend Vidyard for working so hard to get this done. The app is, I would say the app is pretty simple. Yeah. I'll give it that. It's very simple. It does what it's supposed to do. It's not going to blow your socks off, but it allows you to do what it's designed to do, which is to just quickly send videos. So shout out Vidyard Faux Show. For sure. And we'll include the link so you guys can check it out. Um, and like Zach said, it doesn't have all of the features, but it has what you need to get the job done, which is the most important piece. So, Zach, what are we chatting about today? So we're chatting about something today that I think is really important. It's something that Kevin Ellison from the Film School for Marketers community asked us about in the Facebook group, which is how to produce consistent content and be prioritizing the right content all the time. Mm -hmm. And the reason that this is something that's important that we all discuss is that we at Impact have seen what the profile is of companies that are really crushing it with video. When I say crushing it with video, I mean, are they generating more traffic, leads, and sales with video? So we're not just talking about vanity metrics, like they're getting lots of views and comments and shares, but this is actually making a noticeable difference in revenue. Mm. And that profile fits with the companies that were producing two to three pieces of content per week. Like you've seen a correlation between... When people are producing. very clear. Yeah. Very clear correlation. And, you know, we could speculate all day as to why that is. But really, when you break it down, if you're producing that amount of content per week, then it's fair to say you're addressing a lot of common questions. You're addressing a lot of need for, for the sales process. Mm -hmm. But also, 
you probably have such a strong video culture because you've had so much practice. I mean, week after week after week, it's just more and more and more and more people get in front of the camera, more, uh, more people get comfortable with uh, contributing to the content and sending the content. And as this culture continues to build, obviously, it's going to have a positive effect on revenue. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, hey, that's that's time that you're committing to doing these videos. That's a good amount that you're constantly needing to um, produce. So who from the company needs to be involved in this each week? Or is it something that ahead of time people get involved and then the video team takes over and just does their thing? So those those companies that, that fit this profile, they, they commonly have a... They have things in common as well, which is the people that are involved in the way that the culture is set up. So for one, this this whole video culture, culture of content creation, culture of inbound doesn't really happen unless you have buy-in from the very top. Mm. So having leadership, whether that's a CEO, a CMO, a, a, uh, a sales manager, a marketing team manager, whatever, having buy-in from the top down is one crucial element of this. And so they're not necessarily involved in the week to week, but they're ensuring that the stuff is getting done because they understand how important it is. And then beyond that, you have sales and marketing working together as a revenue team mm. to produce this content on a weekly basis. In fact, it's more important that the sales team spend time developing the content and being in the videos than it even is for the marketing department to do so. I know that sounds crazy. But that really is how this uh, prioritization and production uh, consistency happens. So I'd like to like back up for a second and talk about, and you know, this is probably going to be its own episode because there's a lot to it, but you talked about the buy-in from the top. You know, what's the best way to get that? I mean, that's, that's the core of being able to even do this. Yeah, so big because th this whole thing will peter out if you don't have buy-in from the top. Yeah. The, the only way that leadership is going to prioritize this is if they really understand the benefit of a culture of video. And if you went to any, if you went to your CEO today, if you're not the CEOs, listen to this. If you went to your CEO today and said, are we in the business of trust? Do we want to ensure that we have the trust of our prospects and customers? Of course, everyone is going to say, yes, absolutely. That's important to us. And so helping them understand and see the vision that we all see, which is that video is our best tool at gaining that trust because it allows us prospects to see here and know us. And if they see that vision for what it is, it's not a video effort. This is a trust mm. effort. This is, this is not letting anything get in the way of building that trust with prospects. Then the buy-in occurs then the culture starts and then you start to see these great results in revenue. I mean, just like you said, it, it's important to remember, you're not creating video for the sake of creating video because it's this cool, fun thing to do, right? You're creating it because... I mean, it is cool and fun to do. It is cool and fun to do. But ultimately, your end goal is that trust and using video to do that, which I think anybody from any level is going to see the importance of that and connecting with their, uh, their potential clients and their clients. So, okay... The people who need to be involved are sales, marketing, and leadership, which is probably like 
news to some people, right? They think, well, that's marketing's job, right? Like they're the ones who put together all of this great content and all of these things. Um, so, you know, as a salesperson myself, I mean, we've done a great job of this uh, impact of getting people involved and getting the sales team involved and brainstorming and coming up with the things that we hear on a day-to-day basis. That's going to answer those main questions that we get. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the role that sales teams can play in this? Like, where are they going to be um, the best fit in providing value for the people who are creating this video content? Yeah. I mean, the sales team, like I said, is the most important part of this whole process because ultimately when we think about this, video is a sales tool that happens to have really favorable marketing results. At the end of the day, it's a sales tool. Mm -hmm. And having the sales team, well, first of all, let's talk about the reason why they're so important for the, for the uh, development of the content. Mm -hmm. It's fair to say that your sales team is the most qualified to be in many videos. And here's why. The sales team knows the prospect better than anyone. They spend most, the most time with them. They understand how they make buying decisions. They understand what objections they have. They understand uh, how to talk to them and what they care about. And in most cases, it would be completely accurate to say they've answered probably almost every single question a prospect could have about your product or service. And so they are the most important element of generating your new content ideas because they know what you need. And then in terms of being in the videos, they're usually the best performers on camera. Because once again, they've talked about the thing so much and they know it so well that they don't need to think about what they're saying. They know how to communicate it. So if I could pause right there for a second, this is a common issue that I've seen is where marketing a marketing team gets fired up, they catch the vision, they start creating videos and the videos get made and they look great. But there's a problem. The sales team watches these videos and they go, well, that's not exactly how I would have said that. And mm-hmm. that's not really fully accurate. And this is, creates a problem. And it's not that anybody had bad intentions or didn't know what they were doing, but they just didn't have all the knowledge that the sales team has. And so the best way to avoid that situation is to really have the sales team heavily involved um, in fact, the videographer should be working more with the sales team than they are with the marketing team in many cases. Very interesting. Um, okay. So we need buy-in from sales, marketing, and leadership for these quality videos that we're going to produce each week. And we need the sales team to actually play a role in it, figure out what that time commitment is going to look like, you know, being involved in the planning ahead. So in terms of we have all of that lined up, ready to go. You know, do you would you say that you need like a company needs a dedicated videographer to produce these, or is it like what what does that company need to now take it to the next step of getting these videos created? Yeah. So I don't like dealing in absolutes. Like you need a videographer; <laughs> it's the only way it's going to happen. But I can tell you from experience that the ones who pull this off, they have a full time videographer. That's not to say that there's not somebody on your sales development team or your business development team, someone who has enough time and understands the sales process well enough to 
pick up a camera and start making videos. It's totally 100% possible. It doesn't happen very often, but that could happen. What a videographer is going to allow you to do though, is that person just focuses on video. So they can do all of the mundane tasks that don't require sales or marketing expertise. So this is things like setting up a, a shoot, editing all of the footage, sorting through all of the script outlines and doing the pre-production and all these tasks that aren't as high value as focusing on sales mm -hmm. or focusing on marketing efforts. So I think that it's definitely more manageable to be able to pull off two to three videos per week if you have a full-time videographer. In fact, some of the best videographers I've worked with produce even more than that per week. What are like the typical things that get in the way of organizations producing regular like two to three pieces of video content per week? So if someone's just getting started, like I, I always think it's so smart to ahead of time know like what are the potential roadblocks and how can I just get that stuff cleared away so that I don't come across them? So what are things that you see people come across? Yeah, let's clear those roadblocks. <laughs> One of the most common things that I've seen lately is um, approvals. Mm. So a piece of content is created, it gets uploaded to, or, or emailed around, or gets uploaded to somewhere where everybody can provide feedback. And there's too many layers of approval. So if you can imagine just any production process of anything, if you had too many people QCing it or doing quality control, it would never ship. It's the same thing with content. If there's too many people that, you know, too many uh, chiefs, not enough Indians or- Cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. And there's, oftentimes there can be like opposing forces as well. Mm. So maybe this is, there's different departments that are, are, are looking at something. So maybe there's a safety department that has to review the content to make sure nothing unsafe is happening in the background. And there's the uh, sales manager and then there's, the legal department and, and this kind of bureaucracy, it happens, mm -hmm. happens all the time. Um, and not everyone, although they're saying I have to review this, they're not going to do it in a timely manner, which is, can be really frustrating. So I would say the biggest roadblock is to try and figure out how many approvals do you really need for any piece of content and eliminate those, eliminate that kind of friction that happens. Just watch out for it. It's something that I see all the time. Another thing is not prioritizing the uh, right stuff. Hmm. And, and so we have our clients at Impact, we make a, a spreadsheet of all the projects that are going on. And the reason that we designed this and started implementing it with clients is because everything sometimes can come a pro become a priority. In other words, you know, that... Uh, that company barbecue we're having next month, it'd be really cool for us to, to get a video for that. We got to do it now. And we're doing this fundraiser. It'd be great to have a video for that. And, it, and we're doing this, whatever, something that's not, will not impact revenue whatsoever. It gets for some reason prioritized by somebody and that will throw everything out of whack. The fact is, if you, if you're really serious, the reason you hired a videographer, the reason you're doing videos because you want to make a difference in revenue, that means you've got, you, you have to prioritize and you have to put your pet projects as low priority. You've got the time to do them. That's great, but don't prioritize them over things that are going to be more important. 
I feel like that could be an episode in itself about like how to get in front of those situations because yeah, so much can come into play and everybody has that priority. It's like, how do you as a team collectively agree on priority of these? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, this is what happens. A videographer gets brought in and for some reason they're, they're this shiny new toy where everyone's (laughs) like, Oh my gosh, I I have so many ideas of what to do with this videographer. This is incredible. And that's just that you have to keep a a rein on that. So one thing you can do is to make sure that nobody's going straight to the videographer Mm -hmm. instead add a a layer of separation, have a sales team manager or the marketing team manager be that layer of separation. So they approve projects before they go to the videographer. That's one way to solve for that. But yeah, I think it's great because people start automatically start thinking video first and so that's actually the sign of like, a, a this would probably be a healthy video culture. But yeah, especially people who are beginning this journey, very important to uh, prioritize the right things first. So ask your videographer how they're doing today. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough job. Um, okay, that's fantastic. So if you take a look at like any company who has blog content that they're regularly producing. You know, they have an editorial calendar, they plan ahead. You know, do you also recommend for videos in particular as well, like planning ahead, like for the quarter, knowing like these are all the videos we want to shoot so that you don't have to scramble every couple of weeks and be like, what what do we need to do this week? Like how far in advance should they do it? How how should they set all that up so it's seamless? Yeah, look, I'll be honest, it's really hard to keep a good editorial calendar for video. It's, it's, and this is coming from somebody who used to be a content manager who used to like oversee blog production, things like that. It's just different. Video production has so many different moving parts to it and things that fall into place. And you've got to keep your schedule pretty fluid. Mm. I'd say one of the best things to do is, so I mentioned the spreadsheet. If you list out all of your projects and always just have them ranked in order of priority. So, so we have a column on the spreadsheet that's five to one, five being high priority, one being low priority. Some folks are like, I want to reverse that. So that one is top priority. That doesn't matter, but (laughs) you're prioritizing everything, making sure that the highest priority stuff is always at the top and schedule your shoots out, like give them a date, schedule a follow-up date in case that date doesn't work Mm -hmm. and just do your best. It's very, very difficult to stick to a schedule with video production, but the best thing you can do is just always make sure that the high priority things go to the top something, if you have your schedule so baked out that you're 90 days into the future, what's going to happen if something that really is a priority comes up and the sales team's like, yo, we need this right now. If you add that in, now you just throw your next 90 days off. So that was all a waste of time, you know, scheduling all of that. So I'd say don't necessarily worry about having a tight uh, agenda or schedule, but just focus on always keeping the high priority stuff first. Be agile. Yeah. Be agile. Yeah. The agile framework. (laughs) I dig it. Awesome. So what types of content do you think organizations should be producing regularly? Like obviously companies are going to have their wish list items and things they want to do, but like what is going to really be effective in terms of content and provide that ROI in the end? Like what's going to be smart for people to focus in on? This is so incredibly simple that it'll frustrate many people (laughs) when I give this answer. The task is simple. Prioritize 
customer questions. Obsess over every question that you've ever received. If you answer, especially the questions that no one else is willing to address, you will notice such an improvement in the quality of your leads and your closing rates. You'll be calling me on my cell phone to thank me for giving you this advice. It is not my advice to give. This is this is really time-tested advice. You know, Marcus Sheridan implemented this at Riverpool some years ago and has made an incredible career out of spreading this, this news, which is funny. I mean, he talks about it all the time how funny this is that the New York Times featured him in an article that said, revolutionary marketing strategy, answer customer questions. That's hilarious because what business doesn't want to answer their customers' questions, but a lot of people aren't doing it right and they're overthinking their their sales and marketing strategy. Just obsess over the questions, address them really well with video, with honesty and transparency. And that's the type of content you should be creating. We've got people excited about producing all of this regular content. So they have tons of it. So what happens next? Like I know we actually had somebody recently um, give us feedback in terms of what they would love to hear on our podcast about um, like building a library. Yeah. All of that great content. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like um, and how it can be useful to teams and who it's useful for? Gosh, it's, it's such a great question because this is honestly something that, that I've seen many people struggle with. That is, they've, they've crushed video so well and they've addressed so many questions that they have all this content and they go, I'm not exactly sure how to make sure our sales team can even find this stuff. Here's the issue with that. I don't mean to get too philosophical here, (laughs) but if your sales team can't find the video that answers the prospect's question, how does the prospect go about finding the answer to their question? So if you're experiencing this issue, this is indicative of a larger problem, which is, is the website really optimized to, to, to make things easy to find for your prospect? That, that is our goal with user experience on our website. Can I find it? And can I find it fast? That's what, any, that's what any of us would say that we would want out of a website. We just want to find what we're looking for. We want to find it fast. That means that if we, if we do that really well, then our sales team should have no problem finding the content. But if they're having problems finding content that you've created, that's an issue. Now, the flip side of that, the sales team might not know what's been created. So what we recommend is having some sort of weekly or biweekly publication that like an email or, or, or maybe this happens in a meeting of some sort, but the sales team is fully briefed on here is every video, here's every blog article that we've created over the past week, two weeks. Hey, big shout out to John who made this awesome video about our process and big shout out to Trish. She made this great video about cost. Make sure you slap them on the back next time you see them and tell them good job. And this is where that piece of content is going to go. If the sales team has fully embraced the ask you answer and is fully obsessed over these customer questions, they're not going to forget what's been covered. And so that's, that's the big push that should be made to make sure that they know what's been produced and when. Yeah. I mean, as a salesperson and as somebody who like on the sales team, 
is clearly bought into video and loves it, like I can tell you that any sales team is going to have trouble adopting and using video if it's not easy to find. Like they already are strapped for time as it is. Anything that's brought into their lives needs to make their lives more efficient because time is money and they need to be selling, not hunting things down. And I know something that's been really helpful for us as well is having things organized out in a library through Vidyard. You know, every time that I finish up a call, I don't have to like go try to find, you know, the web page or find the video somewhere. Like there's a folder that's specific to sales that I know I can make a playlist out of, select all the videos I need, and I'm all set, which makes my life so much easier <laughs> than having to hunt it down. Um, and if you don't have that, like think about having a template already created. So, you know, marketing teams out there help create templates where the videos are already linked up and a sales team member can go in to a tool like HubSpot, just pick that template and that stuff's already like there, ready for them to use. Um, but yeah, the more and more you're creating video, the easier it, easier it is to get disorganized and have them just everywhere. So yeah, your sales team will not use it if it is not organized. I can tell you that right now. And that's a waste of money for your company if video is being produced and no one's using it. Yeah. If, you took, if a sales team took the time to say, this is a common question, then it's fair to say that it needs to be easy for the prospect to find without, without the sales team being involved at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's, here's what we know. Our prospects on average are making 70% of their purchasing decision before the sales team even knows that they exist. So the question is, are you influencing that 70% timeframe? Are you, are you influencing the prospect while they're making this purchasing decision and before they talk to sales? So if it's easy for the prospect to find, it should be very easy for your sales team to find. And I'll just leave it there. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Man, we covered some good stuff today. I mean, what's really cool about this is I think this opens up um, the conversation, right? There's a lot of things we touched upon that we'll, we'll dive deeper into in future conversations. But I think this gives everyone out there a good idea of who needs to be involved what kind of video content you guys should be producing regularly, how to organize it, um, how to be successful with it. But yeah, some great knowledge you dropped there, Zach. Thank you for that. All right, y'all. It's about time to bring this thing home. We covered a lot of really great stuff today. We're really hoping you had quick takeaways, things you're going to be able to apply very, very soon. Hey, let us know how we can help you with your video culture. Let us know how we can help you start using video in the sales process and really affect revenue. Hit us up on Twitter at ImpactFSM. If you've been enjoying the show, leave us some love on iTunes and YouTube. We so really appreciate that. Hey, go out there, make a prosperous video culture at your company. Until we see you next time, keep learning.